You're listening to ROD, coming at you live. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Auto D Show here on Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Networks, broadcasting from high above Camelback Road in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. I am your host, Otto Daniolo, and this evening my guest is Heidi Hazelwood, who happens to be the owner of the famed Celebrity Theater in Central Phoenix, where everybody who is anybody has played. And while her childhood dream may not have been to grow up and run a concert venue, well, that's the way it happened. So uh, Heidi can fill in the blanks uh, when she comes on right after this first song from the Fervor Records catalog called In the Deep by Broken Bellows here on the Auto D Show. Check it out. live. 
And that was In the Deep by Broken Bellows here on the Auto D Show, which is brought to you tonight in part by my great friends at Fervor Records and also by TheRecordingArtist.com, where every Wednesday evening I record bands live online while you watch. You can even participate via live chat if you want to. To learn more, visit TheRecordingArtist.com and be sure to watch our companion show on Amazon Prime called The Recording Artist. I think it's pretty cool. And speaking of pretty cool, I'm excited to have as my guest this evening the one and only Heidi Hazelwood, who is the owner of the world-renowned Celebrity Theater here in Phoenix, Arizona, which is really a one-of-a-kind concert venue that has been host to the, the biggest names in the business since uh, its inception. I believe it opened in 1964 to this, to a Broadway musical, I forget which one, uh, but we'll cover that. But bands like uh, Van Halen, Black Sabbath, Ringo Starr, you know, Marvin Gaye, David Bowie, Wayne Newton... Everybody, George Carlin, Carol Channing. There have been so many names we can't even start. I could pull open the Wikipedia page, but it would take us way too long to read. But anyway, I'd also like to give a shout out to my good friend, Ron Herndon, for making the introduction. And now without further ado, let's bring uh, Heidi on the show. So, hey, Heidi, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming down, all the way down to the Celebrity Theater in the middle of the day. Because mm-hmm. you've been working all day. Yes. How'd it go? Did you have a great day? Oh, awesome day filled with all kinds of interesting things it always keeps me on my toes well i imagine running a theater uh you know can anyway but but that's not all you do you're also a real estate agent i mean you've got a lot going on yes i i do uh marketing for a title company and then i'm a realtor also have been for the last 15 years Mm-hmm. And then uh, now I'm a concert owner, <laughs> runner, not sure where that goes, but yes, all and, of the above. And what a what a venue to, uh, I mean, I'd like to talk about the celebrity for a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but it was built in 1964. Mm-hmm. Some famous uh, architect, or, uh, yeah, designer in Beverly Hills, I read, I forget yes. his name. But uh, it opened, and since then it was renovated, obviously, in 1995, and then in, as recently as 2019, was uh, entered into the National Register of Historic Places. Yes, thanks to my dad. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's also a nationally historical and locally historical mm-hmm. registration. And you mentioned your father, uh, <clears throat> your father grew up in the area, or I should say maybe you grew up in the area? Well, we both did. <laughs> okay. Both, well, he moved here when he was two years old. Okay. And then um, I think when he was about seven or eight, he was on a paper route, and he, uh, Celebrity Theater was on his paper route. So mm-hmm. he rode his bike by it every day and always thought it was really cool. And It's a very neat building. Mm-hmm. And I think as a young person, when you see that, it's like, that looks like a spaceship. Yes. You know, it's the only one of a kind, a round oh, building, sure. you know. For sure. Um, and then, of course... When he, uh, when when did he buy the theater? What year? Um, Do you recall? Let's see. I think it was around. Let's see. We've had it for twenty two years, and I judge everything by childbirth. Mm-hmm. And my son, <laughs> my son was born so twenty six, so it had to be ninety eight ish, right okay. there, ninety seven, ninety eight. And uh, we had our corporate office. We had gift shops and hotels, and that's was my dad's main business most mm-hmm. of his life and um w- so he sat there and stared at the theater so he stared at it while he was riding his bicycle on his paper route and then he opened his corporate office next door to it and oh neat so he just has kind of watched it all these years and wanted it forever and when he sold his gift shop business 
he had the money and he's like i'm buying celebrity theater and i was like you're doing what <laughs> <laughs> no no we're not doing that and he's like no i'm doing it and uh it was really uh a passion for him and a love and you know he worked really hard to get what he has and he came from nothing so to be able to own something like that and enjoy it the way that he did it was truly his heart and soul Oh yeah. So it, it was pretty amazing. And he had uh, no background in in putting on concerts. Zero, other than um, playing Elvis records in the house mm-hmm. during these rager parties my parents had when I was little. <laughs> that was about it. Okay, that's pretty funny. You know, I went to a number of shows where uh, Rich would come out on stage before, and you know, your father would come out before the show, mm-hmm. and he was always proud to. Uh, tell the story you know of how he drove by the theater and, oh you know, yeah he, he loved to say so that. you've heard that one before yeah and then how he would he just he was so proud to show it to you you yeah. know like and look at this place mm-hmm. you know and he was so proud to uh main keep it alive uh, you know and uh, uh maintain that in the community and it's interesting now uh on social media since i mentioned that you were going to be coming in couple of people have asked, oh, well, what's the relationship and what are they doing? Because we were afraid the place was going to close, you right. know. Uh, of course, his passing was was big news. So mm-hmm. uh, I think if people haven't been reading up, they just want, have been wondering. So uh, just to let everybody know, you have a full slate of concerts. Yes. <laughs> place oh, is very busy. Thanks to Danny Zalisco. We are wide open. All the booking. Um, you know, my dad, in the last couple of years, the shows have kind kind of dwindled down to a couple of shows uh, sporadically a month. And this month, we started September with 15 shows. So yeah. we are I wide mean, just this open. last week, week and a half, I mean, the Sticks were there for a couple of nights. The Monkees were there. I think uh, Jackson, Jackson Brown, Brown was just there. Another Co- one. A couple of Hispanic, big Hispanic yeah. shows. Uh, Bronco was there. Right. and. Uh, just some really, really good concerts. Yeah. Well, it's it's great to see all the all the posts and ads about upcoming shows. I think it makes everybody in the Valley feel like we're alive again. It's, it's just uh, an iconic place to see a show. Oh, yeah. In fact, one of the things I was reading, 2,850 feet, none of them more than 70 feet away from the stage. Correct. Because those who aren't familiar with the Celebrity Theater, there's a revolving stage in the middle of the facility, 30 feet in diameter, Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, speaking with Tim about the stage from down at the theater, mm-hmm. uh, it can go around four times before it's got to switch directions. You know, oh, in yeah. its operation, so it's just it's a a marvel, really. And there's nothing like it out there. Well, everybody kind of has a front row seat, yeah, because you always get FaceTime with the act, which is mm-hmm. what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice. Yeah, it's very very cool. Um, you mentioned that you know you're running it now, and, and when you're the last couple of years that your father was running it, uh, things were slowing down. How did you come into it? Um, you know, I think that I'm an only child, and um, my dad, you know, we came from nothing, so it's not like we had babysitters. I didn't really have family. Um, my dad was an only child, and my mom's relatives all lived out of state so whatever my parents did i did so Mm -hmm. whatever entrepreneurial thing my dad was throwing into the wind i was right there with him and Mm -hmm. it was kind of that way from day one and um gosh the stories we could do hours and hours but we used to get our merchandise for the gift shops from mexico from tijuana 
So I had a little ba- bed in the back of a van, and there I was. You know, we would go drive there, load up, and drive home all within 24 hours. But there was nowhere else really for me to go. Right. So I was with him. I watched him wheel and deal. I, I, I watched the wads of money come out of his pocket and pay everybody for the merchandise and jump back in and go load the gift shops. So, it, you know, it was a it was a different life as a child because I was exposed to so much um entrepreneurial business Mm -hmm. and you know i think my dad he was trying to talk me into working at the theater um years ago Mm -hmm. and i kind of fought it you know i wanted to do my own thing and i didn't know anything about the concert venues (laughs) and i i knew that was his thing and he was doing good and so i i thought we were better off being separate and then uh Two years ago, he started in on me again, and he's like, you know, I, I need some help. I, I can't do this anymore. And that's when we started talking several times a day about the theater and, you know, what direction we were going to go and what we needed to survive. And COVID hit. And, oh, I know. You know, so the doors were closed. And then finally, he's like, it's yours. Take it. I, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. And, mm-hmm. and that's when I started talking to, you know, getting new employees and really ramping up. And uh, the way I work, I have a really hard time being a part of something that is not you know, orderly and <laughs> systems in place. And my dad was a fly by the seat of his pants type right. of guy. So. Yeah, any paperwork you wanted, he could say, it's in there somewhere, oh, I'm sure. Oh, God, there was none, ever. <laughs> and um, so my my first um, thing I wanted to do was get in there and get it organized and get systems in place and get the right employees. And, you know, and, and I think that's working. It was mm-hmm. The last couple of shows we've had have been really awesome and the staff has been really great and Mm -hmm. responsive and the people that have come back um i remember at the end of sticks i'll probably cry but at the end of sticks we kind of hung around late and all of the ushers and security were there and one by one we started up this conversation just in in between the a and b ring and and everybody started talking about memories of my Mm -hmm. dad and And, um, you know, it was just a really special time with them. And they were asking me to drop the F-bomb more. They said, we're not used to this nice stuff, Heidi. (laughs) They said, you're going to have to start using the F-word a lot more. I'm like, okay, I'll work on it. (laughs) And uh, so it was really cute. And and that was a really special time. Well, you know, you're... you're realtor role mm-hmm. doesn't require the f-bomb no probably well. re- probably requires the opposite <laughs> more often you're yeah. supposed to be you know you're supposed to be all it, corners it, tucked in when, and when you're in your room by yourself yeah. that's when you use the f-bomb <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's it's kind of two different worlds but i can see where uh, your background there you had to be organized there's a crap load of paperwork when you're dealing in that world and and requirements in, in terms of the banks and everything else so mm-hmm. you have to be organized or you can't oh, get yeah. anything done yes and so when that becomes your habit um i can see how you had to kind of straighten things up coming over so you could see how to do it oh definitely you know now something else about the celebrity theater that's kind of cool is besides the theater proper mm-hmm. there's a little in a sense a mini venue downstairs you've got the downstairs oh, yes. bar that could uh, function as a separate yeah or right. has functioned as a separate facility for certain events years ago yes Yes, and, and it, it, you know, I have these little fantasies of what I, I want to do with the Celebrity Club and, 
you know, it's such a great space, and we are about music, so mm -hmm. why not use every aspect of the theater to bring musicians in and bring fans in and things like that. So I'd love to do something in the Celebrity Club, like a mm -hmm. speakeasy, yeah. little secret venue, and um, maybe have local bands there, uh, have guest star bartenders, you know. Oh, that's cool. Have charity fundraisers if a charity wanted to come and do something um, for all the people that are involved and invite their list, and we invite our list, and that money can go towards you know mm -hmm. their charity i would love to do something like that as well but yeah, music has so many doors yeah yeah and that that uh, room uh there's a lot of stuff on the walls a lot of cool mm -hmm. music memorabilia are, are we going to find a, a a section for your father oh yeah we actually talked together? about that in our meeting today uh -huh. and that's one of you know we've been so busy trying to get open for all these september shows that we've all been scrambling and we have some quiet time before I think uh, we have like a week and a half of downtime, so that was one of the things that we wanted to focus on. Little Do wall. You, off the top of your head, who's coming up uh, the rest of the month? Um, well, we have uh, Girls' Night Out, which is uh, you know a male review, which is interesting. I won't be here, unfortunately. <laughs> um, we have Shaka Khan is coming. Um, uh, we have a country band i'm trying to remember the name of it i can't remember okay. a couple of hispanic yeah. shows that are really great um we have chris uh, alice cooper's christmas pudding yeah is coming, coming uh, back that's yeah. uh december 4th right. and he has some surprise guests on there yeah he always does huh that's uh gonna be really fun and yeah. um uh, oh we have a comedians uh gaffigan mm -hmm. will be here he has three shows and one other comedian. Is Mo Rainey coming to the Celebrity Theater? Mm, that doesn't ring a bell. I think that's his name, last name. I'll double check. I think he's coming to Phoenix. Mm. But yeah, anyway. I'm not cool. sure if that one's on there. But packed. Uh, UFC fights, MMA. Mm. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. We have uh, two of those. I think one in November, maybe October, December, or November, December. But those are great. That's going to be cool. Yeah, the people watching is is really fun and I wasn't a big, you know, fight fan and right. but I love it. I love going. Does the stage revolve? No, I not during fights. Okay, no, 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 no. I mean, that would be a little confusing. That would for be everybody. interesting. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. I have been involved in a, in a, a few different shows at the celebrity over the years for di in different capacities. Mm -hmm. um, and one time was uh, a few times were for charity events for United Cerebral Palsy, oh, okay. where we did actually use the the, the celebrity bar. Oh, uh, uh, as a separate unit for a uh, meeting that was open to sponsors that were being involved with the project, and mm -hmm. then and then we had. Uh, we were putting a Christmas record out every year for about five years, and all the money went to UCP. And so we had a final concert of a number of those bands that would that would play. Mm -hmm. So we did that a couple of times. But the the thing that struck me the most was the one time I played there. Something affected me that I knew I knew about, but I just had never experienced. And that is, you come running on the stage from the dressing rooms down the <laughs> ramp, and then the stage starts turning. And I was in a show where I had to change oh, costumes. No. So when it's time to run off. 
you run right off the same way. It's like, wait, the oh, ramp isn't here anymore. No. And you got to figure out, you got to remember ahead of time, okay, where's the, as I have long to find you didn't the ramp. go off the edge. Yeah, so you have to, that yeah. was really funny. And, you know, you look to the right as a performer mm-hmm. and you see um, the blonde, you know, who's standing there clapping. And the next time you look, it's some dude in a football <laughs> shirt. The next time you <laughs> like, look, it's an empty what seat. Happened? <laughs> yeah, so it's, I've never played a show other than that where the audience is moving. You feel yeah. like the audience is just, just keeps moving because right. you don't feel right. that, you know. So it's, that's an interesting uh, part of the performance, I think, for the for the bands. And of course, during the Sticks show, I thought they were really adept at handling the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were set up in such a fashion, especially with the keyboards and the way it was set up. You could oh, just yeah. spun around constantly and you know, so facing active. everybody everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of neat. It's, I think it can be difficult for a band to say, well, they're behind us right now. Mm-hmm. But if you can set up in a manner that allows you to use more of the of the front of the stage with the band, and I felt they did a really good job of that. Well, and, so. I, and you know, our one of our uh, crew, David, is uh, our operations mm-hmm. director, and he does such a great job of analyzing that setup and Mm -hmm. what would be best for the band's placements and things like that and Mm -hmm. you know a band like sticks they've played with us so many times it's that's old news to them (laughs) that's true and you know it's like a lot of stages are just stages so they must be thrilled every time they get to come back here oh yeah they they love it yeah they love it i think everybody does most people do i mean people that haven't that have only done it or maybe that's their first time they kind of make jokes about it on stage like where Mm -hmm. am i what direction am i going um but after they've done it a couple of times they they love it because they have that face time with everybody in the crowd and and it makes it more special for them for sure so your father ran the venue for a number of years before you kind of got involved. Oh, yeah. Did you go to a lot of shows during that time? A ton. Because you still loved to go just yes. to enjoy it. Yes. My my dad, we have an owner's suite that holds 50 people. Mm-hmm. And probably his most favorite thing about the theater was inviting all of his friends to the uh-huh. shows. Sure. So he always wanted me to be there with him to greet everybody and to get people up to the suite and help entertain. He was just an, he's just an entertainer. And, yeah. it, you know, I would joke with him. I'm it's like, like he used to throw the parties at the house with Elvis right. Records. Now he throws them up oh, there. Oh, now he had this band. huge house to work with. <laughs> right. And they loved it. It was like a party for him every time. That's cool. But I, I would joke with him. I'm like, um... Is Sticks opening up for you, or are you opening for that? I'm not. I'm getting confused here, right? Because he just was bigger than life. You know, when we had a show, it was like, oh my gosh, he was just like booming, right? So it was very exciting for him. So was your father a musician as well, or just a music fan? No, and he couldn't sing a note, Mm -hmm. and neither can I. So Mm -hmm. there's there's no musical. Uh, Isn't that genes in our body at all? Um, that's, just, well, that's probably great uh, because really you come you come to it as fans, mm-hmm. and so you present a product that a fan would enjoy. I mean, I think yeah. that's a great perspective. Yeah, to have. Uh, you know, if you were a guitar player who always wanted to be famous, then mm-hmm. it would be you'd be you'd want to open every show. Right. You'd be inserting yourself on oh, some level. You oh, know? yes, yes. You know? Well, he thought he was a comedian, he, and he was inserting. So himself. he did spend a lot of time opening up the shows for yeah. people because he loved you know talking to all the guests and making everybody laugh. He loved to make people laugh. That's that's wild. I'd like to hear more about when uh, when you were young. You mentioned that you know since you were the only child and uh, there wasn't a, weren't a lot of relatives in town that you mm-hmm. were always with your parents. Yes. <clears throat> so I immediately got these images because I get, I get the impression you're, of your dad is like a, he was always doing something. 
Always. Always had a hustle of some kind. Always. And I remember growing up, my father had his own business and always and launched other businesses that started and failed. And as one of seven kids, we were like seven little dwarfs. When it was time to make a, a brochure for the company, you know, mm-hmm. every page was spread around the round table and each of us lined up and we all grabbed a page on top of a page <laughs> yes. and put together the three ring binders until there were 500 of them in boxes. And to us, it was kind of fun for 20 minutes. And then yes. it was work for an hour and a half. And by then, most of it was finished. So you got away with it. Yes. But um, did you do a lot of that kind of stuff all the time? Oh, constantly. Can I can I tell kind of a dirty you, story? Yeah, yeah. Is that all right? Absolutely. So I think when, and I told this at his funeral. I think I did. I can't remember now. But um, one of my, I always had some kind of job or another. We started off, my dad was a manager at Sears Roebuck okay. in the um, hardware department. Mm-hmm. And he, my mom inherited a couple thousand dollars and they decided to buy vending machines that hold, um, um, products for beauty products and they would put them outside of hotel rooms that's how the gift shops happened okay so um, we had to box these the the toothbrushes and the combs and the shampoos into these little boxes and then we would go put them in the in the uh, vending machines and then we every three days we'd go collect all the quarters out and then I'd roll the quarters and the mm-hmm. paper wrappers my mom was a teller at a bank and so she would de- take all the, take money. All the money deposit so that was one of my jobs and then uh, when we had the gift shops, we were in Tijuana one time, and um, my dad saw these little uh, statues, ceramic statues, and it was the one that he had seen at the time was a, was an Indian sitting cross-legged, and it was a little planter pot in his lap, mm-hmm. and they were planting the penis cactuses in there. And so you buy the pot, you buy the bag of soil, you buy a literally newspaper with a hundred of these little cactuses rolled up in it. And we bring them home, thousands of them. Mm-hmm. And it was my job. I sat on the patio and I planted the little <laughs> penis cactus. And my dad asked them to start making cowboys because we sold it in Arizona. Right. Jimmy Carter was present, so we had a Jimmy Carter one. We had a clown. And we had the Indian one. And so they started making those for him, just because. And it, yeah, so he they made all those, and that and we made, oh my gosh, thousands and thousands of dollars off these little cactuses, um, little planters, and so that was another one of my jobs. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. And as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you. In fact, you you shared a story with me um, earlier that I'd like you to share again, and that was. Um, how your how your father pulled the deal off ahead of the curve on the e-cigarette days? Because oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like right now it's like boom. You know, yeah, I mean it was. Gosh, I'm trying to remember. Probably ten years ago, and we had this whole closet. It, not a closet. It was like a big, huge storeroom in our warehouse, um, and it was full of e-cigarettes. And I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? He goes, I'm importing them from China. And I'm like, you're never going to sell these. People, smoking's bad. And he's like, I know, but it's like, you know, kind of the smokeless cigarette. You know, you don't use cigarettes anymore. You smoke these electronic things, and it's it's great. And he, I, I go, how are you going to sell these? I got, He goes, I don't know. He goes, they're not selling. And I got a sales guy that's trying to sell them, you know, to where mm-hmm. he can. And he can't sell them. It was just a disaster. And then literally five years later, <laughs> vaping takes off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you just missed that one. Yeah, because well, obviously they were gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got out of it because uh-huh. it, it was lose-lose. 
Wow. Yeah. But that's that's the life of uh, the serial entrepreneur. You know, they're yeah, always you throw it out there. You see an idea. What and sticks you, yeah, is great, take, and what doesn't, you get rid of it and move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, he he never worried about taking a risk. Mm-hmm. And and I always asked him, "Aren't you scared?" And he's like, "No, oh, I'll figure <laughs> it out." Yeah. I'm like, and now that I'm like adulting and I have my own kids, I'm like, I'm scared to death on a daily <laughs> basis. <laughs> You know, and he'd throw a million dollars into the wind and watch which direction it went. And, and go chase whatever yeah, was going to happen. it was crazy. No, I, I understand that. I have bet everything. I'm more like your father when it comes to business. Uh, financial security and safety was never something I ever dreamt to worry about, which is Really? Sad. You personally or your dad? Personally, me. Wow. But, but physical safety was the opposite. I was never somebody who was going to go jump off a cliff for the fun of it. Cause right. I'd be like, you uh, weren't an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. But, um, but I, would, I have bet everything repeatedly mm-hmm. <laughs> on, on what I think is a great wow. idea, you know, and, and trying to make something or build something or, or do what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I totally, totally understand that. But that's, I think, you know, now that you're running the place, that's probably, you know, good for you because you're going to keep your eye on how things are going. Oh, of course. And it'll always be doing okay because you'd be worried if it weren't. Yes. So, and you won't gamble in that manner. No, no, no. I, you know, I, I just, I'm kind of an idea person. So I I know you are. I just want to grow, 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 grow. In fact, some of your ideas that you shared with me previously were Mm -hmm. uh, ideas that might involve filming around the theater that not only showcase the theater but give you another in a sense another product that would be easy to distribute that continues to market the theater right both with opening the speakeasy as one idea and mm-hmm. uh, we probably shouldn't mention all our other ideas because there are some we'll deal with those if we ever have a chance well i i did talk to somebody today about did doing you? a haunted tour oh good so good. i would love to do something like that. How, how deep do you want to go into that uh, as deep as you want great let's talk yeah. about that why a haunted Oh, there's just, you know, it's an old building. It's Mm -hmm. a historical site. It's had several owners. And, um, you know, there's some crazy stories. What are some of the crazy stories, Heidi? You really want to hear? Yeah. Okay, so... So there was one story that there's like mob people in, involved and supposedly there's a body buried in concrete in one of the stairwells. Oh, really? So that's kind of a cool story. So you want to tear all stairwells apart and see what you can find? Well, no, I, I'll have like a, a spirit person come in and see if the guy's there and if he'll tell us what happened. <laughs> that's an idea. Um, there's a number of mediums in town. Yes, are, I think that would be cool. Yeah, Alison Dubois, I think she's still in town. I don't know if she was. I did her audio books years ago, but uh, there's a number of people. So. I would love to do that. We we had a couple mediums at the theater, and they were always sold out. Mm-hmm. It, it was really great. I'd love to have them back. Yeah, that would be, um, be a fun thing to film when you talk about doing a show about the haunted theater is to really mm-hmm. – Bring a couple people in and follow them around, see what they feel, what they well, find. Well, and I'm trying to get somebody in there quick because Halloween's coming. Oh, okay. And it would, I think it would be fun to do something. And I don't know if they can throw it together that quick, but, you know, some kind of Absolutely. There's plenty of time. Tour. Yeah, plenty and then of time. there's a basement that I can't find. A basement you can't find? I can't find Where it. Where did your dad leave it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> really far underground somewhere. But there's supposedly some satanic stuff down there. Uh, I wanted to go see it when, um, you know, like 20 years ago after my dad bought it, I heard about it. Right. Where, where did you hear about it? Did he my dad tell told me. Had, had he seen this I think, space? Or I he, think he, one of the people that had worked in the theater when he bought it, they had been there a long time and they knew about it. So they showed my dad. Oh, okay. And supposedly there's like some candles and some satanic stuff. There's some like chains on the wall and... <laughs> 
and uh, my dad had it all taken down. So, but he wouldn't let me go down there. He's never been very protective, so I don't know why he wouldn't let me see that. It's interesting. <laughs> yes. So but you, I think but you believe, be, but you believe he wasn't telling, he wasn't pulling your arm. No, no, there was too many people pulling that your saw leg. It. I guess you don't yeah, pull your pulling arm. Pulling my leg. Yeah. There's too many people that saw okay. it. Okay. So I know it exists, but you don't know where it is. But I don't know where it is. So um, there's there's one guy. He had some medical issues, and he supposedly knows where it is. He doesn't work for us anymore, but I'm reaching out to him. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've I've heard. I told the staff when we were all gathered around after sticks. I said a hundred dollars to whoever goes and finds the theater <laughs> or the basement. That's interesting. Um, and one person said that there's a an old elevator shaft in the kitchen that was like a dumb waiter type ah. of thing, and that it that shaft goes to the basement. I went and looked today. It's not there. Huh. Interesting. I, I couldn't find it. Well, see, now that's another. That's a great show idea, like you were saying with the haunted show, or you know, throw throw uh, some bands in there and film yeah. film looking for it, competing, you know, to find it. I think that would be great. <clears throat> be a lot of fun. Um, man, that's that's uh, what a, what a neat history for the theater. Besides the fact of all the people that have played there, mm-hmm. you know, just this this the haunted aspect is kind of cool. What's um. What was your favorite concert that you saw there before you took over? Like back when your dad was running it, when you had no well, thought of it. This is a little embarrassing. Okay. But, oh, before that he bought the theater? No, 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 no. Before you had any thought of being involved. You were just going as a fan. Oh. Um, you know, I don't know. Because I was a crazy teenager, so I didn't really go to concerts that much. Okay, no, but I mean, after your father had it. Yeah, oh, after he had yeah. it. And uh, this is kind of funny because um, Duran Duran decided to come back mm-hmm. uh, and did a tour. And they were booked, and I couldn't believe it. I made my dad tell me like three times. And I'm like, they're really coming. And he's like, they're really coming. And I I was so excited for the show. I got, you know, all dressed up. And it was like I was 13 again, you know, and I think I was like 30-something. Mm-hmm. And... Oh my gosh, I went down to the green room because my dad always took me down there and they they were all standing there. And I, Jason LeBond looked exactly the white, he had the same white pants on and the same unbuttoned shirt and he looked as hot as he ever did. And I literally was speechless. Like I, I really don't get stargazed very much. Right. Right. And I, I don't spend that much time trying to meet the artists. I just help my dad. And he's really the big one that wants to meet everybody and get his picture with everybody. Right. But I literally just stood there staring at them and just feeling like I was 13 all over again. It was the funniest thing. And I, I literally couldn't like function the entire night. So that was one of my favorite shows. And I think just because... When you're in that teenager, mm-hmm. you know, heartthrob stage yeah, of your you life, and that band yeah. comes back, and you know, you're glued to MTV every night, yeah. hoping their video comes on, and then they're standing in front of you. It was just kind of a strange thing. And then I, I like country too, and um, I'll never forget when Blake Shelton first kind of got started. Right. I walked into my dad's office, and Blake was sitting at, at my dad's desk, oh, okay. behind the desk, like in oh, my like dad's chair, right. and he had his boots up on the desk. <laughs> and I didn't even know who he was, and I just walked in, and I was just crying. I thought that was so funny that he was back there sitting like that. And my dad, you know, because my dad's a pretty big presence. Mm-hmm. And, well, so uh, is Blake. Yeah, Blake's <laughs> bigger, <laughs> taller. My dad weighs more, but... 
um, that was that was pretty cool because now I, I really like Blake and I, I uh, listen to his music all the time. So I thinking of, of that time is, was pretty special. Yeah, I saw a recent show, a concert, uh, a CMA event where I think it was his first show back since the you know the pandemic really, mm-hmm. and he sounded incredible. Yeah, just incredible. Yeah, and I'm sitting there watching really close, going, "Is that lip syncing?" You know. Well, I watched but, the Voice last night. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the Voice? No, I didn't. Oh, he was phenomenal. Was he on? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. Yeah, he's. Um, I have a lot of respect for him. Mm-hmm. He's great, great talent. Yeah, he and John Legend did a song together. Oh, and cool. It was fan and it wasn't even a country song it was fantastic very cool yeah i just i mean i just love music and i love that there's uh no walls Mm -hmm. you know it just flows from one to the next and and i love artists that can do that Mm -hmm. i love coming to a show i'm trying to remember Heart would play at the theater, and right. then they would break out some Led Zeppelin. And oh, I'm I know like, they always killed it. Holy cow! It's phenomenal. Like these women are killing Led Zeppelin right now. Like it is. It yeah, is that's an interesting thing when you see bands do that. It yes. kind of hats off to somebody that they've always been inspired by. Right, and, and but it's one of my up. favorite parts of a show when yeah. a band does that. I saw Melissa Etheridge end their show, and when she came out for an encore, she played an ACDC song. No way. And just blew it away like highway to hell or something. Oh just gosh. tore it up. And I was I said no way because all night long I'm thinking, Melissa, you're gonna lose your voice. You're that gonna lose your voice. Amazing. And she didn't ever lose her voice. She just stayed with total power. And then she just destroyed that as an encore. Wow. Yeah. I would have loved that. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I was just thinking of another one. Who else? I, I was thinking of another one as well. But that that is always fun to see a to see a group do that. Who's somebody that you'd love to book in the theater that that you've never seen um wow that's a good question um i do have kind of goes back to my childhood again Uh but i would love to have billy idol oh yeah i was i was in eighth grade i think and i was supposed to go to the billy idol concert Uh and that was the one he got smoke in his something happened to the smoke on stage and he got smoke in his eyes burned his eyes somehow and Mm. he canceled the concert And growing up, he was one of my favorite artists. So I think that would be an amazing concert in that my type of theater. Right. Where it's, you know, in the round and intimate that way. I think that would be really amazing. That would be cool. Um, really anybody. What other country artists? Uh, that I like? Yeah. Um, probably uh, Blake. You know, John Pardum, have you mm-hmm, heard of him? Mm-hmm. I've been listening to him a lot. I really like him. Um, oh, do you remember um, Brian White, country singer, little guy? Sounds had familiar. A, had a number of hits. He's he's back out uh, as an independent artist, but still doing new music. And I, I've always been a big big fan. But I had I had mild access to Brian because he oh. was signed to Glenn Campbell's publishing company, and I was working on Glenn's records at the time. Yeah. So. So whenever I needed a song for a project of mine, I could contact Glenn's Publishing Company in Nashville and they'd send me songs. So Brian was always sending me songs for projects wow. I was doing. And I, I cut a couple. Uh, they were great. But then I got to go see him at Country Thunder. And this is probably when Leanne Rimes was her first big year. And, okay. and there was supposedly a thing between everyone wanted oh. between Brian and Leanne because they were both on this tour. Mm-hmm. So I got to meet him backstage. But during the concert, he's another one I didn't realize at the time, besides being a great guitar player and singer, he's an incredible drummer. And so oh, for, their, for their encore, 
they came out and he got on the drums and they played Walk This Way by Aerosmith. No at way. At Country Thunder. Oh yeah. my and, gosh. And that was, that was, talk about a surprise and it was just off the hook because it was so big and here he is back there. This, he's a little guy, you know, and he's back yeah. there just banging the drums. It was awesome. You know, it's funny because I, I thought, do you think he'd be a candidate for a celebrity? Oh man, are you kidding? I think he would. How does he, how big does he play? Well, he's he'll do smaller venues. Um, mm-hmm. He had a couple. He had a number of big hits, and like I say, he's back out. Um, we can reach out to yeah, him. Yeah, we'll have to check yeah. into that. I, th- I, I was wondering if Leanne awesome. Rhymes would do. I don't know what she's doing. You know what yeah. is she doing? I'm not sure. Um, I think that would be gosh. Her, this, these are her questions. voice in that theater yeah. would be yeah. insane. These are questions for for Danny. Just drop the, <laughs> Just doesn't he have a mail drop box at the theater? So. He doesn't respond if they're not people that he works with. He's <laughs> okay. like Heidi. I'm busy. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. I think you know I saw Brian at a small place in Flagstaff when he first started coming back again. He was mm-hmm. just going out like him and one other guy without a band, just the two of them kind of playing around. Yeah. But um, uh, big background and there's. Maybe he would be part of a show where he'd have to put a few people on the ticket, like mm-hmm. McBride and the Ride is back together, Ray's band, Ray Herndon's oh, okay, band, and yeah. they're touring a lot in Texas. Mm-hmm. But if you put, you know, Brian White and McBride and the Ride, right. which are 90s uh, country two bands, or three bands on, a ticket on there, here, then I'm sure they would do well. And that would be a show everybody in the Valley would go see McBride oh, and the Ride. For sure. Because of Ray, and they haven't come west, mm-hmm. they're, they're, all the new shows have been mostly in Texas and, and, and in the Midwest. Um, they would love to. I, well, I'm sure and Lyle Lovett. We've had Lyle yeah. Lovett before. I know Ray's yeah, played with band. him. Yeah, Ray's played with him for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I was I, I feel like we either I think we have him booked next cool. late spring, early summer. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. So that's another awesome. good one. Well, listen. You know what? I know you've got someplace you got to go. So is there anything else we want to talk about? Let's let's direct people to the Celebrity Theater calendar. What's the best way for people to find oh, out what's going on? Oh, just celebritytheater.com. And it's spelled the old way, right? Yeah. Theatra. Yeah, theatra. Dot and, com. And, um, you know, they can also follow us on Instagram. Okay. That's a good way to find and out. And do you what's handle going. all the social media or you got somebody doing that? Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> um, I have a very amazing girl. Her name is Jill. And she comes from uh, Live Nation. She's got great experience, has done a really good job. And she's um, really taken off with our social media. Great. Is she like, is she on staff for you or is she an yes. independent contractor? No, oh, okay. she's on so staff. So I can't hire her to do my No, you oh, can't okay. steal her. <laughs> And she has two kids at home. Oh, we have Gladys Knight coming. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Yeah, the fights. Some really fun stuff. Cool. And so CelebrityTheater.com is the place for people to come and check it out. Mm -hmm. And then you mentioned an interest in uh, local music or local bands. Right now there's no kind of local shows I know. I mean, it's a big theater for for local shows. Yes, it is. But I I felt like if if we got, you know, a a local band night where Mm -hmm. we had several artists coming in and... You know, they invite their people, and I invite my people. And well, I think the, the the answer to that puzzle is going to be, if I can go see those guys for, for 10 bucks at a small club, mm-hmm. um, then... If I'm a huge fan, yeah, I'd like to see I'd like to see them play at a bigger venue mm-hmm. for them. But mm-hmm. would I go to see them? I think if they're doing something do they've never like done, more like a festival. Yeah, you know, maybe have food trucks and stuff in the parking lot, and have the bands playing all night. Right. You know, like the fights that we have. There's nine to to 
20 fights in Boy, one I like night. The, I like the festival idea with food trucks out in the yeah, parking I mean, lot I and think the bands that would, inside. Let's have fun. Put a band outside. And let's, the doors are open. Let's, let's How would you like to be that bad? Hey, you want to play at our festival, but you're going to play in the parking lot. Yes. <laughs> well, well, maybe we have DJs in the parking lot there and then you, you move inside yeah, to where the bands cool. are. that's kind of cool. I love it. I think it's great. So that you can have fun and eat and then go listen to your band and then... Yeah. Go to Celebrity Club and have cocktails. And yeah, I think that's great. Just have a big party. Well, I ha- I can hook you up with all the local bands. So okay. Don't, don't worry about well, that. That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. We'll have to pick a date and name for it. For sure. Cool. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for coming in and chatting with me. Um, I know you're busy. But <laughs> you got a big venue to run. You're, you're a big-time person in yes, this town. So yes. Great Try, to have you. Trying to put my big girl pants on. All right. Well, congratulations. And uh, here's to your success running the place forever because nobody wants to see it go away no for sure not it's here to stay all right Heidi thanks for coming in okay thank you and thank you guys for listening to the Ad OD show where my guest has been Heidi Hazelwood take care we'll see you next time